three, two, one. Let's begin. Yeah. Hi everyone. So today is 19 March, um, 9.27 p.m. Um, I try to keep I'll try to keep this episode short because my whole room smells like smoke. Yeah, I came home today and and um their whole house smelled like smoke. I think my dad probably like was cooking something and he probably let the the water run on I basically let the water boil for too long on the pot and probably forgot about it and then like the whole entire house smelled like smoke when when I when I walked in. Yeah. So I'm still trying to clear all that smoke in the house and uh, my room, I don't know why, is especially smoky. Even though I turn on the fan, turn on the, the AC, uh, open the windows, you know, um, it's still very, very, very smoky. Um, but I, I, I kind of said, like, uh, screw it. Let's just film this um, podcast. So I had to close the windows, uh, turn off the fan. Only the AC, only the AC is on so that um, we can minimize the amount of sound that's being captured into the mic. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll try to keep this episode, like, short because I don't want to kind of stay in the room for too long. It's too smoky for me. But yeah. So so yeah, today uh I do have like kind of an interesting topic to talk about. Um I guess it's it's, it's regarding like to, like what what happened today when I went to visit my sister not visit my sisters, but more like meet up with my sisters at uh Iron Orchard. And then we wanted to have uh tea and we first went to uh TWG um to meet for tea. Um when I first got there I was like very, very surprised that there was a long queue f- to go into a restaurant that served like tea and and cakes and scones. Um to me I I found it quite interesting because I, I don't get why people will queue up to go into a restaurant and waste their time to do that, you know. Like to me I feel like it's never worth queuing up for something where it doesn't really benefit you. Oh, sorry. It doesn't really benefit you, yeah. Like, for example, queuing up for the TWG thing, right? You are queuing up to go into a restaurant that you have to pay after you finish eating, like, for for drinks that are going to be probably quite mediocre and food that's going to be probably not be very healthy for you and not going to be very beneficial for you. So... Uh, I never really understand. Yeah, I, I never, I don't really understand why why people queue up for it. So when I saw my sister queuing up for it, you know, um, obviously I, I told her that why don't we try to go somewhere else because the we're definitely they're definitely 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 not gonna go in like that quickly and also um there are a lot quite a lot of people in front of us about eight or nine people in front of us. So I said why don't we go somewhere else, you know, and then we were thinking about like Lady M or um this place called Violet on. Yeah, so uh, long story short, we went to uh, Violet on OON because there was no queue. So we always went there and uh, yeah, we had like tea there. So the food served there was also very similar to what like regular tea break food is. Um, like they serve you like tarts and cakes and scones and like all that small, small dishes. And then you got like unlimited coffee. And then the cost is like, um, for four people, it's like almost $120. That's almost like $30 per person just for like coffee that is like, you probably won't even drink. How many cups of coffee can you drink like to cover uh, $120 right? or like $40 worth of of food and drinks? How, how much coffee or tea can you actually drink? Um, likely you probably didn't, cannot, cannot really drink that much. You probably can drink one or two cups 
and also the food I don't think it's unlimited as well so how much so the food also is all in small portions so I still don't feel full eating it as well I, I know it's, it's tea break but I don't get why people charge these kind of like crazy obscene prices uh, for, for tea breaks yeah and the thing is that there's not like a lot of protein in the um in the dish itself. So again, I never really understand why why is it, why is it so expensive. Maybe we maybe we are paying for the for the um the the chef expertise and stuff. Uh, but yeah, but I I still think it's a bit too expensive for my taste. And um, I'm not really a tea break kind of guy. I'm more of like a breakfast, lunch, dinner. And I feel like the tea break. That kind of like that someone who the person who kind of like created this tea break thing basically is just either want people to eat more food and start consuming more and also um I guess help restaurants earn some extra money, you know, like during that period between uh lunch and dinner. Yeah. So so yeah, so so that's basically uh what I saw I saw today and Hang on, let me let me just close this WhatsApp. I don't like it when that sound keep buzzing whenever someone messaged me on, on WhatsApp or Telegram. Yeah. So so yeah, um again there I, I never really understand that, that kind of like mentality of like having um the tea break section between the lunch and dinner and um yeah, it's just an excuse for another wave of restaurants who kind of like earn more money from you and probably giving you like minimum effort of in, in that tea break yeah but like I said maybe it's the, the chef expertise that they're they are trying to sell here that's really really like useful and expensive but I think I don't know whether this food is all made in the house or just basically just outsourced and then they, they brought it in not too sure as well about that but but yeah this is like my first tea tea break set that I tried and I would say that the food wasn't that good because they serve like the savory food wasn't I mean the sweet food wasn't that good like there wasn't say a lot of cakes there were like a lot of like that um I don't know how to say um like but I don't know how to say it in English it's like basically like like uh sticky cakes yeah and then um the savory food was more like um like like mini miniature otas and um like tarts and uh tofu with bean curd and stuff. I, I, yeah, it's it's a little bit confusing to me. Yeah, uh, and it's not something that I would really enjoy. I feel like it's really for people who have too much money to spend and they don't know where to go in Orchard, so they go to these kind of places and spend like forty bucks a person just to hang out with your friend for for two hours there. Yeah, that's something that I think it's it's quite ridiculous. Yeah, and I think based on what I've seen so far, I guess a lot of Singaporeans are really rich to to be willing to spend the, the kind of money uh, on this sort of food. Yeah, and yeah, to me, I, I I'm someone who like to save a lot of money, um, try to invest into um, like in in crypto or in stocks, and also have some rainy day money in my bank. And I just cannot justify in my head like why anyone want to spend that kind of money unless you're very, very rich. Yeah. And I guess a lot of people would do it because there's long queues, you know, this kind of place like Lady M and 
and TWG, except for this Violet one. Yeah, but the two others were people are willing to spend. I'm pretty sure that it's not cheap as well because the the sh- the cafes are in Iron Orchard, right? Which is basically one of the more expensive places in 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 Singapore, and yeah, I just cannot justify the price. Yeah, I can justify the price if it's a steak, forty dollars for a steak. I can just totally justify it because I ate a steak for forty dollars, um, at Jurong, and it's pretty good. Actually, I'll say it's very good. Yeah, and and that cost me forty dollars, and I'm satisfied, and I can justify the price in my head because I know how much the price is in if I buy it for myself at fair price, and basically at a supermarket, it cost me like um twenty thirty dollars. Um, but that restaurant charged me forty dollars, so not too bad. You know, just ten dollars for like the for cooking for me and washing up for me and probably giving me like the service of bringing the 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 food to me and stuff. So yeah, not too bad. Um, but yeah, um, uh, like I said, I'll keep this this podcast today short because, like I said, the room is really very smoky, and I find it very hard to to breathe. It's like it's basically like I'm breathing. It's like basically have you went to like. For example, like a, a a karaoke place, and they allow people to smoke. It's that same feeling. It's like every time I breathe in, it's like that smoky smell. It's like someone who have smoked in a room, and then went out, and then the next person who comes in, and then there's this lingering smoke in the air, and I feel like I'm breathing in like this kind of secondhand smoke, and it's really really terrible. Yeah. So, um, yeah, actually I was trying to say also like I'm reading a new book now. So after Shoe Dog, I'm reading this book called um let me let me bring it to you guys. Okay. It's a thick book, man. It's a very thick book. It's about f- almost close to 500 pages. Uh it's called This Is How They Tell Me the World Ends. Yeah, so this book is by Nicole Pelroff. Pelroff? Yeah, Nicole Pelroff. Yeah. So it looks something like this. Uh, I mean, probably make this the, the thumbnail. Yeah. Or I should put it like that. The thumbnail. No. Ah, I don't know. Might not be the thumbnail because I might want to use this as a thumbnail for when I finish reading the book. So, um, so yeah. Um, this is a new book that I'm reading. And this book was, was kind of like, not say recommended to me, but more of like, I, I heard it in a podcast by uh, Lex Friedman. Um, very very smart guy, Lex Friedman. Um, I think he's a he's an MIT researcher or something like that. And then now he is just purely doing like um podcasts. And he had, recently had a podcast with uh Mark Zuckerberg, who is the co-founder of Facebook slash Meta. Yeah, so very very interesting podcast. And he actually had this uh woman on this uh on his podcast, and she was talking about a little bit of her, about her book. And then uh, it got me really very interested interested because the book cover in itself really says like this is how they tell me the world ends and I really want to know how the world ends right so um, the book in general I would say it's about um, it's about cyber wars cyber wars that are happening uh, in in around the world sorry around the world and basically there are hackers out there who are uh, finding like exploiting vulnerabilities in um um systems and then uh find and then uh creating like uh, hacking strategies to to basically either sell it to people to exploit this um uh issue in, in the this vulnerability or they are um 
they themselves are the one that are basically exploiting this this vulnerability and in exchange for money or maybe just creating disturbance and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh I, I just started I just started this book when we just started. So uh, I read the back. They're talking about the zero days attack. So I think it's quite important to know like what zero day is. So the, a zero day attack is a software bug that allows a hacker to break into a device undetected. Uh, one of the most uh coveted to- tools in the spy's arsenal. A zero day has a power to attack into any iPhone, dismantle safety controls at a chemical plant, and shut down the power of in an entire nation. Uh, just ask Ukraine. Yeah, because um, they say just ask Ukraine is because at the start of the book, um, they uh, just started like the first few pages when the, the prologue. Is it prologue? Yeah. So they're talking about um, how Russia um, hackers, right, Russia hackers, they they were basically targeting Ukraine, you know, um, targeting their, their, their power plants, targeting companies that are working in Ukraine, like foreign companies that are, are working in Ukraine, um, targeting like um attacks in um certain cities in, in Ukraine, like for example, like shutting down the power, uh, shutting down the lines, like the phone lines between the helpline and the um um like people trying to call for help. Basically, they shut shut off the, the lines as well. They shut off the some of the the lights as well in in like the the chemical plants. I think I think one of the the things that they they say that they also shut down the um Chernobyl the Chernobyl nuclear the nuclear plant. And basically, that they have a they have a device that kind of like measure the radioactive the radioactivity, uh, in the power plant, and it's not supposed to go a certain threshold. But then they shut down that 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 system, so now they cannot measure that that radioactivity, um, in the power plant itself, and it's very very dangerous. And I think one of the biggest attack that they actually did was, uh, I think a day a day before like Ukraine's um uh, Independence Day. Um, the Russia basically uh, did a attack on the entire city, and people were just they 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 lost information. They weren't able to withdraw money from the bank. Um, they they basically were were were, were lost. Yeah, cause like um, they didn't ex- expect this kind of like big such a, such a large large scale attack uh on on the city itself and. Basically, yeah. So uh, the the book the, the book basically just started on this Ukraine and Russia like um issue, uh where Russia is constantly uh, hacking into Ukraine and trying to like push like propaganda so to to the to the pro separatists to basically like to to propaganda to send propaganda to to say that you know Russia Ukraine belongs to Russia and and, and stuff like that. So. It's a very interesting book. I I want to read this because I want to know like like what what's happening as well you know, around the world and uh we know that of 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 war that's happening, uh physical wars that are happening like all the time. And like I said, uh, doesn't mean that the the news doesn't report um the the physical wars. You know that doesn't mean that there's no like physical wars that are happening right now in the world. Um, it's just because the Russia Ukraine one is very big. It's because we're talking about entire country going to another country and this has been quite been been going on for quite a while already you know like not just you know like this physical war but the war had, or basically this tension between the countries has really been been there for for many 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 years really yeah because it used to be like part of the the USSR and then 
um Ukraine decided to to leave it and become an independence um nation. Like I think nineteen thirty nine or something like that. Yeah, it's not 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 very long ago. It's only like what, seventy years ago or eighty years ago. Not 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 very long ago. So so yeah, very very interesting to 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 learn about this kind of attacks. Um, not about the what, the physical attacks, but also about the the cyber attacks as well. And hopefully, I get to learn more about this. You know, because um, I think nowadays we are so so we are also attached to our devices. You know, like our phones, our laptops, our watches. You know. And we can't live without, you know, our phones, you know, and and that and that's the most scary thing because as much as we think we know about our phones, we actually do not know a lot about it as well. Like how sometimes our phones might be tracking you, you know, how your phone might be a a device that the government is using to to watch you, to listen to you, you know, or you you never know like potential hackers might be listening to your to, to what you're doing right now or maybe they have like some sort of technology that be able to look through your own like phone webcam without you knowing it you know and stuff like that so as much as I say as much as we think that we are very safe within our own phones we're actually not very very safe as well so we have this kind of like com- uh, complacency that we think that that this kind of thing won't happen to us you know like when we see other people ha- getting all these kind of like scams or getting hacked and getting um yeah hacked or scams and then we think that this something will happen to us and we become very lax and very chill you know and, and become very like confident that we're very good at what we at, at, like preventing ourselves from getting scammed and stuff but but yeah but you never know because um things like this you no know, hackers are smart you know you just think that you are smarter than them but um the more you think that you're smarter than them um the more complacent you become and then eventually you might fall into these kind of scams or maybe even get hacked if, yeah, into your account so so yeah so very very interested to know about this because of uh, Lex Friedman's podcast and I heard I, I listened to the whole entire thing and I thought it was really very good so wanted to read about it so yeah uh, like I said I keep the podcast short today actually I wanted to stop at like 10 minutes but it's already 18 minutes but yeah um, just basically in summary again, I just want to say that um, I never, I always feel that it's never worth queuing up for food, you know, especially food and drinks, like this kind of like perishable things. Uh, I don't believe in queuing up for it because, um, yeah, I I don't believe a food can be that good for you to waste, let's say, an hour or two hours just to go in and try something that you will finish in, let's say, ten to fifteen minutes or even twenty minutes. Yeah, so I never really believe in a whole um queuing up for food. Yeah. Because time is so important to, uh, to everyone, you know, like time is really like so precious. If you really think about it, you know, like um if you think about your life, you know, you spend eight uh you're gonna have like 18, 90 years of your life, right? And you're gonna waste two hours, you know, to 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 queue up for food, you know. Why don't you use it two hours to do something more like meaningful, you know, or like yeah, two hours can be also be used to do things like watching a movie, um, reading a book. Um, I don't know, like right doing something that you want to do with your life, but I never, I can never really see myself like wasting it two hours, you know, like just queuing up for something that I, I'm not sure that is worthy or not. Yeah, because unless that that unless that food is freaking life changing, like like it can cure cancer or like it, it prevents me from getting all kinds of diseases in my life and or um 
I don't know, like something in, in like in that kind of like manner, you know, like that kind of like insanity that you'll be like, oh my gosh, I everyone have to have to try this. Yeah, then then I'll do it. But if not, uh I I will never ever do it, you know. I never ever like queue up for ramen or like sushi or I don't know, like food or like even even drinks, you know, because last time we used to queue up for this drinks called Koi. Um this bubble tea basically it was like when it first came to Singapore, it was crazy queues, man. People would queue up for like one to two hours just to buy a drink from that store. And honestly, I did queue up before last time when I was younger, when I was like 14, 15 years old, when I was in secondary school. And then we, we just queue up, everyone just queue up, and then they just wait. And that's only the queuing, the only that's only the, the ordering, you know. You still gotta wait for the person to make your drink, and then you gotta wait for another, like thirty minutes to to collect your drink. So that's the insane thing, and I'm paying. And the crazy thing is, this is that we are paying money to to queue up to waste our two hours in exchange for food or a drink that's not gonna benefit us in any positive manner. In a way, yeah, maybe short term benefits you get that high, that that the rush, that that fulfillment in your stomach, but the long-term effects, it's like, I don't know, obesity, um, diabetes, uh, <laughs> I don't know, all these kind of like diseases you're trying to like, um, eat, like trying to ha- like get, you know, so, so I never really understand about that, so I always try to tell people that, you know, um, try not to do something that waste your time to do this kind of like stupid things and if you want to do it, fine by me, you know, you want to spend your time doing that, fine by me, because, um yeah because like I say this is your your life um your time um let me lock the door for a while yeah so it's your 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 life your time and just want to give you advice you know you can you can do other things in your life you know and if you look at your life it's only 80 80 years of your life 90 years of your life you really want to spend like two hours three hours just to like queue up for food I don't think so right so yeah so that's pretty much it for my podcast today uh, I think I really go almost hit 30 minutes again so um, thank you guys for listening and if you guys want to I don't know where you guys are listening on Spotify or YouTube but I have a YouTube and Spotify YouTube is um, Morris Seed and I think if you search Overtime with Morris you probably can find this uh, playlist um and on Spotify it's called Overtime with Morris. So yeah. Either one, I'm either on Spotify, YouTube. I'm sure I'm both on Spotify and YouTube, so you can find me there. And yeah, so I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye.